Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana. Hey, Harrison County. I'm Elmer Ramos. And I'm Graylin Porter, and you're listening to the Blue Dot Podcast. getting local updates from the Blue Dot, consider making a donation by visiting bluedothc.com slash donate. Blue Dot is made up entirely of volunteers and all donations go towards reaching out into the community and bring you the information you deserve. Any contributions will make a significant impact. Please visit bluedothc.com slash donate to make your contributions. Thank you so much. Hello, Harrison County, and welcome to episode 24 of the Blue Dot Podcast. On today's episode, we have special guest Leah Porter joining us for our third quarterly roundup. Is, this, is it just me or do these come up like every other day? Like That's we have I one feel of these. Like, I feel like we're, we just did one. I know. <laughs> I know. I And my books and everything, I have to scramble. I, I like thought when we when we got the idea and we set it up, I was like, that'll be, you know, a lot of time in between and you know but no like it's i look at the calendar i'm like crap we have to do another one of those like <laughs> it really comes around i'm surprised but you know a lot yeah. has happened a, a lot happens in the the, the five episodes I in know. between five or six episodes in between each of these i do feel like do you guys feel like that the this the new cycle that was so rapid during trump has kind of slowed down a little bit though yeah but i I feel like it has. And uh, yeah. I think that, it, but it also leaves you like a little bit empty. You're like trying to fill that void with like, isn't mm-hmm. there something that we're supposed to be worrying about or like being active yeah. about? And, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel, Leah? Well, I'm thinking I, <laughs> I, I feel like Twitter has calmed down. That's my first observation, but I'm, I don't know. There's, I'm going to talk that. There's a lot going on inside my head. So I don't really feel at loose ends news-wise. I hate no. to say that I don't care right now as much, but maybe that's the case. You know, yeah. we've moved on a little bit. COVID's almost something to live with. Yeah. And yeah, it's so kind of just the normal. Are you very, now. very active with uh, Twitter? Um, not as much. Not as much. I think it's a little toxic. I yeah. even I even quit it for a while and then realized that there are current current events that you really miss out on when you're not on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter was really fundamental for the Trump years for me. Um, but once he lost, I, I got off of Twitter. I check it during uh, in the morning. I check the people I care about. Um, I have them on a list and then I move on. Actually, Elmer, I've used it differently. Come to think about it, I'm sitting here Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I use it now for things like name the movie that made the best use of a pop song, in your Hmm. opinion. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Really? Hello? Hello? That was a biggie. I would have to go with Dirty Dancing on that. Dirty Dancing? (laughs) I'll tell you the big one. The big one was Goodfellas. Oh, you know, actually, no. I, I need to watch that. I've never no, seen. No, you don't. You. No, no. They people love the rock, pop, rock, rock. I, 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 I can't go there. That movie. 
I'm going to have to watch it. Ray Liotta. That's it. Oh, I know. That's all I'm going to say. It was enough. (laughs) I I retract my original statement. All right. Well, how well, about it? Let's jump right yeah, in since we're yeah, already getting to it. I think yeah, we should. Yeah, we're starting uh, jump with right reading. In. Is that right? Yep. I will start. Um, I read a lot of stuff. Um, I my reading has been. I am reading more than I ever have in my whole life, even when I was in school for uh, English literature. Um, I just am in a real groove with reading. Um, but the problem is is I don't read anything very good. <laughs> so. it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to find like really good stuff. You have to you have to try something and then either stop yeah, and move on and, to the next thing. Yeah, I just don't like a lot of what I read. So that's, I guess I have Is really- it because of the writing or the plot or the- Yeah, what? I, I mean, we've talked about this a ton in our book club. We had a book club meeting mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Amanda was there. I, I tend to get- sucked into reading the books that are in the news or in the book news, like reviewed in the New Yorker or Mm -hmm. they're on NPR and they're just not very good. And (laughs) I, I, I just read them anyway. And, and so I've read a lot of those and I don't know why I I keep doing this. I don't know why I keep doing this. And so I, you know, I'm going to reassess my choices in 2022. I think I'm going to give myself more of like a syllabus, get some focus to my reading, but more on that later. A syllabus. Oh, okay. Um, Very intense. Yeah. But anyway, I did read a few things. I talked about it last episode, but I just wanted to mention it again for anybody that didn't listen to that episode. It's called The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. And it's a book on systemic racism and how it affects us all and and how it plays out in policy and it's just phenomenal i think it should be required reading especially in high schools it's the perfect uh reading level for a high school class and it's easy it's short it's phenomenal so i highly recommend that but the second thing i read that i really liked was called the brave learner by julie bogart and it's a homeschool book um so i was homeschooled uh, back in the 80s and 90s when not a lot of people were homeschooling, right, mom? <laughs> Hardly anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I plan to homeschool my kids and they're getting a little bit older now. And uh, so I'm like, well, I guess I need to be reading up on this a little bit more. I, I don't know if I need to, but I haven't done a lot of reading because I just, you know, it was the way I was raised. So it's mm. it's fairly natural to me. But um, so this is a newer book. Um, from the ones that I've read before, uh, John Holt's books, who was kind of the pioneer of homeschooling in the 70s, right? They were 1970s? Even earlier than that. He's been yeah. around for a long time, and they're just classics. Yeah. How, How Children Fail is his book that is just completely mind-changing. You know, even if you have kids in school, I would read it, you know, just to kind of change the way you think about school, maybe. Um I, I was thinking I, w- I wanted to go back to you said that you were homeschooled and, you know, I, mm-hmm. for a long time, I used to think that um, like that I thought homeschooling was just a bad idea. But the more, uh, you know, the more I get to know you and the more <laughs> I realize the world that we live in, like homeschooling seems like the best idea, you know, yeah. and then now you have like I can't imagine back then you didn't have the resources. Well, you have now. exactly. I mean, now it's so different from when we were doing it i mean now it's you literally have anything and it it, you know an arm's reach like you can do practically anything um but 
but we I'm not sure you need to do practically anything see with that the yeah. philosophy hasn't changed no matter how many avenues are open to you all of a sudden you don't need to take them life mm -hmm. will teach these children if you just live your life which is yeah. basically except for math <laughs> um what we did <laughs> yeah. um, you got to do math every day yeah we did point. math and um but everything else you know you can just learn through living yeah um, and experiencing things. And that's, that's what this book is about. It's kind of an update on John Holt's philosophy that you don't need a curriculum. You don't need to sit down and say, we're doing school now. There's no difference between doing school and living your life. Um, and so she, she's a little silly. Uh, it's a little bit um, like corny in that you can have a tea party to oh, blah, 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 you know, mm -hmm. and like, uh, I think that's all a bit much, but the philosophy Talking down to the child. Yeah. See, John Holt's big thing was never think down to the child. They're going to learn in spite of you. Actually. Right. Yeah. You're actually in the way most of the time. Of yeah. The time. I honestly think kids mm -hmm. actually see things way clearer than, than I feel like I had be way better ideas when I was younger. And like, if all I needed was like that support, you know, like, of mm -hmm. like, you know, encouragement and support to do what I imagine I could do. And now I just, you know, now it takes longer for me to like realize that I can do something and I know I can do it. I just, you know, don't force myself to do it. But yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like kids know more than you think they do. So treat oh, them yeah. like a human being, not a child. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so for anyone out there that's interested, you know, I think I would definitely read John Holt. But if you need something that's a little bit lighter then I would, I would go with The Brave Learner by Julie Bogart. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read that. That sounds I'm, good. Yeah, yeah. That does sound I, good. I, Mom, I would not read it if I read it. <laughs> okay. okay. No, you're not going to like it. I'm going to go open. The parts that you'll like about it, you're you going to say, well, this is why I chose to homeschool my kids. Right. Okay. Right. I've already gotcha. done all this. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Mine. I think... This is a perfect segue to uh, my mm -hmm. the, the stuff I've been reading. And oh, yes. uh, well, on the last episode, I said I was working on this project mm -hmm. and the project is, well, I'm not actually working on it. Amanda's <laughs> doing all the work. <laughs> but yeah. Amanda's pregnant and she mm -hmm. is five, five, six months pregnant. Unbelievable. And, um, and so Unbelievable. we're very excited about it. Um, so exciting. So, so wonderful. Trying, trying to prep, you know, trying to prep for it and, and, People used to say there's there's there isn't a uh, a manual for how to raise kids. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of books out there you can read <laughs> about how to raise your kids. So I came across this book um, called Raising Good Humans. Which I have is, not heard of this one. Just the title itself really kind of clicks because I, I think my idea of like raising kids is you get you can't talk down to them. You can't. You just you don't treat them as property. You treat them as a human being who can have mm -hmm. choices and decide what they want, you know. Um, and so, you know, that one, it, it pretty much talks about that. I, I haven't finished the book, but it it talks about like mainly you are the one who has to do the changing, not you're, you're you have to change the way that you see yourself and the way you like portray yourself, because if you if you treat yourself like, you know, a low self-esteem person, mm -hmm. you don't believe in yourself, then that's what you're teaching your kid. Um, yeah. which is, it sounds obvious, you know, it's like essentially all the things that they're showing you are all the obvious things, but it's so hard to actually, actually put in play. Oh, 
Well, I mean, and that's like, I think a lot of things are that way. Like the answer is simple, but it's really hard to do. Um, I just looked it up. It was published in 2019. That's why I don't. Oh, okay. Because oh. my that's kids good. are born. It's new and good. Yeah. 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 That's great. Really, that's... Elmer, the only thing you need to do with raising kids, in my opinion, <laughs> is make sure that you and Amanda are happy in your life. Yeah. You know, when you get up in the morning, if you're happy in your life, you're doing something that takes you away from the obsession with your own kids. Yeah. But they're happy as can be. Yeah. They don't like to be obsessed about. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see a lot of these days. I think it's an overattention. Yeah. And the, the parents well, are suffering and it, it inflicts on the. And that's children. why I, I kind of got into doing this type of thing. Cause I, I don't work. I stay at home with the kids. And I mean, I don't think it would be good for me or them if I didn't have something to occupy my time yeah. and my mind. that wasn't yeah. them. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I admire how you guys, uh, how you raised Graylin and how Graylin raises her kids. I think you guys are well, kind of mo- you. model parents. Like my kids, <laughs> Alex and Gray are both nice people, you know, and, yeah. um, that goes with raising good humans. I think they turned out to be good humans. Yeah. Thanks. End of story. I'm done. Awesome, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, and the, the second book I've been reading, it's called We're Parents, and it's by Adrian Colt. And he it's just from a male's perspective, like what you mm-hmm. can do to help your spouse and, and like how, how to be ready for, you know, the Andrew read one things. like that too. It wasn't this one, but it was one from the dad's point good, of view. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. And all, all the things that you need to be looking out for, how to take care of your baby, how to take care of your wife, you know, and all that stuff. So I thought it was pretty it's a, amazing. It's a rough It'll time. Be fun to follow this along. I'm excited. I, I love it. Mom, at the same time, mom says it's going to be fun. And I said, it's a rough time. <laughs> both are true both are true exactly that that's exactly right both are equally true yes true yes yeah okay okay my books um i just want to announce i've never read a stephen king novel until now wow and i read his new one because the guardian said it was his best in years and i enjoyed it it was he, can a write a, he can write a good yarn. He can write a good story. Yeah. And this is a hitman story again, which, you know, there's a new Netflix series, Kate. She's an assassin. There's something that all these people love about writing anti-hero assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick is my favorite. <laughs> um, but I never I, seen John Wick. I haven't either. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. I've seen all three of them. In- now you, Elmer, I think you would like them. I'm totally into the uh, anti-hero and I don't know. I, I don't know why mm-hmm. I, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to love uh, like the idea of being a hitman. I don't know. It sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen Three Days of the Condor. Robert Redford? No. Okay. It's an old movie. It's from the 60s. The soundtrack is so horribly retro but max von sido plays a hitman the highest level imaginable and you love him in that movie and he is absolutely a deadly killer <laughs> but he's doing a job he's getting paid yep. and it was fabulous just one aspect of a great movie by the way three days in the condor three days of the condor of the it's condor an excellent robert redford movie. i'm gonna have to put this and- down now no. or i will forget yeah. Okay. Yes. It's a great, great. movie. Okay. And Faye Dunaway's in it. She's good too. Mm. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, I read 
that. It's called Billy Summers. I liked it. The dialogue is not the best part, but it was okay. But my main, main thing is I read two more mystery thrillers, and I don't read mystery thrillers. So mm-hmm. I read a COVID street thriller <laughs> what? Uh, they have those now well there's start yes, we, we talked about this yesterday at book club there's books are starting to come out that are set during covid that are novels yes. and things that it's wow. we're starting to get there and i'm not sure i'm ready no, no i didn't mind it it's called 56 mm-hmm. days by Catherine ryan howard a woman meets a man they hit it off they have a nice rapport they're kind of falling in love and then covid lockdown happens in dublin Mm. they decide to move in together so that they don't have to quit pursuing this relationship and then everything else happens after that and it's full of twists um i enjoyed it it was okay and then we read (laughs) leaving the world behind it's a book club pick which is another mystery thriller and it's it was my pick and it was one of these npr books but i do think it was well written it was well written and it was sort of. dystopian. It's an apocalyptic novel with a twist. And we won't talk about it because it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's a page. Time. Yeah, I actually, um, Amanda, while she was reading it, she kept telling me like she she would wake yeah. up and then talk to me about it. And I was like, is everything OK? Because <laughs> it was all the book and she was very into it. And- yeah, it's very immersive. Like it, yeah. you're really into it when you're reading it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so my thing this this quarter was I read some mystery thrillers. I branched out and um, I'm going to come back off that branch because I don't care anymore. <laughs> my normal stuff. But it, well, it was hey, fun. maybe. Yeah. I, OK, you branched out. I need to do that clearly with my choice. Don't all the mystery thrillers kind of always have the same story? It's like a post-apocalyptic, some kind of virus, some kind of disease, mm-hmm. something major happened, and we're trying to somehow survive, and it's a story of how we survived. Well, I think mystery, yes. And I that's yeah. not my thing. It's a genre. It has I don't like formula, mysteries at all. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of like when I just toss it over my shoulder and move to the next one when I'm yeah. done with them. Um, but yeah. they're fun. If you like escapist, fun entertainment reading. Which I don't read for that, but yeah, I think those are the books I usually read. It's like sci-fi, like a lot of science and a lot of like post-apocalyptic stuff. Like I love the uh, um, what is it, Mockingjay? What's that? Hunger Games. Oh yeah, Hunger Games and all those books, and and then the ones I just read, the Ready Player One, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I'm. I actually, someone gave me a, a recommendation after listening to our podcast. They oh. got a text and they're like, if you like these books, you should listen. Sh- you should um, read the Bobby verse. Uh, and I don't know anything about it. I don't but, either. Uh, I'm going to spell that Bob- B-O-B-I verse. Bobby verse. Who's the author? Bobby verse. Uh, I think it's a series. I wonder if that's their last name, but I, I haven't Googled hmm. it. I'm going to have to Google it. But hmm. That's not one I know. No, me neither. No. Interesting. Well, I'm glad we got some input there. Yeah. (laughs) That is fun. Oh, it is a big. Oh, it's the Bobby Verse series of sci fi book uh, by Dennis Taylor. We'll put it in the the show notes. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'll start reading them and report back. Report back. Okay. (laughs) That'd be fun. All right. All right. Well, um, Watching was tough for me because I, I've already talked about the White Lotus 
um, on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I really loved it, but that's not what I'm going to talk about because we are now, <laughs> we're, we're now watching Mike White's other show, his first show, Enlightened. I've already watched it, but Andrew's never seen it. So we're watching it from the beginning. It's only two seasons and it was on 10 years ago. I know. See, that's why I don't remember it very well. Well, exactly. Like we sat down to watch it and I, I immediately told Andrew, I don't remember anything about this show other than I really loved it. And that's so weird. I can't believe I don't remember it. And then I looked it up and I was like, I watched it 10 years ago. <laughs> but that's it's why also, I don't remember. Um, it's kind of a plotless show. It's completely you know plotless. It's the, it is definitely the hardest show I can think of to describe to somebody about what it's about. Um, it's Laura Dern and uh, Luke Wilson and there's a few other people in it, but it is just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a lot better than I remember it being. And it's just about these really quirky characters trying to figure out life. And I just can't recommend it enough. I know it's on HBO, but it's so old. You can probably get it a lot of other places now. Yeah, we have HBO, so I think I'm going to. It's so wonderful. Um, And they're 30 minute episodes, so it's really easy to get through. But we watched an episode last night that I remember loving the first time. um, And it's episode six of season one. And it's all um, Robin Wright is a guest actor on it. Mm -hmm. And she is incredible. I mean, can we just talk about how great Robin Wright is? Her whole career has been a kind of a weird trajectory. Don't you think? Yes. I'm fascinated by the way she looks. Oh, I know. And House of Games or was it Cards? I never can. House of Cards. Yeah. House of Cards. Mm -hmm. Her way of walking with those clothes was the most elegant thing imaginable. There's something about the way she moves, the way she walks and the way she talks that I find kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, I can see that. I agree with that. I like (laughs) I think about a lot about, of course, Forrest Gump and the way she is in that movie. And, and it's, it's polar opposites, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Completely different. And I just, I think she might be kind of in my top 10 of like. I, I think so. And I'll tell you the scene for her that I remember. Unbreakable. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. She's the wife of Bruce Willis. She loves him. She doesn't understand him. Yeah. She wants their marriage to work. And she's asking him. She doesn't care. She won't make a judgment. But. Have you slept with someone else while you've been estranged? Mm-hmm. And that scene, she plays that so well. I rewind it and watch it and think that's Oscar worthy mm-hmm. for about a two minute scene. Right. It's awesome. She's incredible. That yeah. reminds me, we did do this at the beginning of the summer. Andrew and I watched every M. Night Shyamalan movie. We oh. did kind of like a Shyamalamathon is what we called it. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbreakable. Is uh-huh. It's very slow. Um, but we liked signs the best out of all of them. We, we decided signs is our favorite. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I've, I've seen the village and oh, I like the village a lot. There's, I'm, I'm, I think I've seen Six another cents. one, but I, I, yeah. Six cents. Yeah. But I need to sit down and actually watch it. Like do Some of them are really terrible. Um, <laughs> like the happening is awful. Oh, really? It's yeah. about a lake, the lady of the lake, the lady, the lady. in the water. That one Water. is not great either. I tried watching that. Didn't, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah. But 
we really enjoyed doing that. It was nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's all I had. So, um, you want me to go next, Elma? Sure. Yes. Okay. We watched four seasons, almost, I guess, maybe even five of wow. Billions. Wow. Which has <laughs> Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti mm-hmm. as two of the most ruthless, unlikable men in the Wall Street arena you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. We really loved what it. What network is that on? Showtime. Showtime. Okay. So that's why I, it's like in a separate space that I've never it's, been to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's out there on a limb, as they say. Yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, talking, Elmer, about the anti hero, there are no admirable people in this show. They're just all about making money in the billions, of course, and they're completely awful, but you watch it anyway, because you learn a lot about Wall Street and how that hedge fund business really works and Mm -hmm. how the Southern (laughs) District Attorney Generals in New York are so powerful, blah, blah, blah. That reminds me of like a question that comes up a lot in different, you know, discussions is, do you have to like characters to like something? And um, I just that don't comes up in books all the time. Well, yeah. actually, that's a big question. And I was going to bring it up more when we get to like mm-hmm. listening. But yeah. that's I mean, that's that's a big thing when it comes to like, do, do you do you end up liking the artists? Uh, do you like the work, but not the artists? Like when when do you separate the two? Like, can yeah. you can you like one and not the other? Can you like the actor a- and not like their movie? You know, I have thoughts on that. We can we can talk about that when we get to I'd like to talk Um, about that but as far as like character goes like I don't need to like the characters but I do need to kind of care about them even if I don't like them if that makes sense yeah oh yeah well I'm thinking about like go ahead no I'm just saying that you need empathy for some aspect Mm -hmm. or you can't get invested in the show yeah, you, you start forgiving. Saying? You start forgiving like the, the bad things that they do, and you start feeling for them in some way, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, but this brings up like the Breaking Bad series. Yeah, I was getting ready to say Breaking Bad, like where the number like one everything about example. it is is wrong, yeah. but you start feeling for the character because you think that you know he's suffering from you know whatever cancer, and you want him you know to succeed. Well, and, and Jesse, Jesse was so much more of a conflict for me because I love. Jesse's character yeah. in Breaking Bad. And he and takes I, all the beating. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also terrible. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, that show's brilliant. And Better Call Saul is similar. Um, You know, his newer show. Yeah. It takes a lot longer for me to get into that. I, I, I've i been mm-hmm. watching it for, in the span of like it. two years. I just watched an episode every now and then. <laughs> I can't get into it. I can't just sit down and binge watch. It's another weird one where I wouldn't be able to really describe what it's about. Yeah. 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 That either. Michael McKeon character is so unique. Mm-hmm. And that whole electricity thing. I just thought yeah. that was fresh. The freshest yeah, thing. Yeah. Great show. Great but show. Anyway, so yeah, Billions. And the other thing I want to mention real quick is I'm into my artwork. It's pretty intense. And I make these kind of sculptural plants. I've discovered um, a Belgian flower arranger. And I'm using that as the very lightest description. Daniel Ost. O-S-T. If you type in just Daniel Ost, flower designer, 
you get his store in Brussels. He's got a street store that's insane, but he mostly designs for weddings. And these are insane sculptures, mm. flower arrangements. Oh, I just looked and it up. And he's an cow. artist of the highest order, kind of a genius, I think. Oh, wow. I'm looking at it too. Uh-huh. And wow. it is, it takes you somewhere else. It makes you realize what you can really aim at mm-hmm. when you see someone who is the My goodness. The- yeah. Yeah. Wow. It kind of reminds me of Shahuli's glass work too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Big installation yeah. work, ceiling stuff. But with flowers. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, amazing. He, I mean, both of them, that's a good analogy because they both opened up an avenue using their particular medium in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I love that about anybody, the creativity there. My goodness. Anyhow, still there. Okay. Wow. We'll definitely put links to that in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People will be mind blown. Yeah. So for my my rewatching uh, or my <laughs> my yeah. watch section i uh i've been re-watching uh, harry potter oh my god and honestly <laughs> i i didn't realize that i missed so much stuff and and i'm also realizing these are not kid movies at all i no. do not think these are kid movies and yeah i after dealing with politics and understanding politics a little bit and the whole trump thing uh, i completely understand how the ministry of magic and all mm-hmm. that stuff <laughs> and like yeah. everything kind of makes sense now. so so you've read the books too no i have not read the okay books. okay um no that's okay <laughs> i've done I, neither i yeah, have not done neither or... yeah um yeah the the this the fifth book the order mm-hmm. of the phoenix mm-hmm. is like dead nuts about trump like really? yeah um when she re- wrote it it was supposed to be about hitler you know and about uh-huh. nazi germany but it it's much more i read it after you know I, I read it when it came out but then i also read it again maybe three years ago i read all of them again mm-hmm. and um it's it was kind of creepy to read honestly because it was so like yeah. you just, there's seven books all together right yeah 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 this was the fifth one uh, okay. Yeah, it's the biggest one too. All right. Yeah, well, it's really big. for me, like the whole Ministry of Magic and like the Cornelius, Cornelius character, mm-hmm. he kind of reminded me of like a very uh, conservative kind of person who like they don't want to admit that danger and like real things are out there, aka COVID or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they pretend that it's not real and tell everybody it's not real. It's not real. This is not happening. This is, you know, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And and meanwhile, people are dying, you know, and so I don't know, everything kind of hit a dif- differently. It this hits time different. Around. Oh, yeah. It hits way different after Trump. Yeah. yeah. So Definitely. I thought it was wow. interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, no and um, yeah. And, um, you know, mom is a little you're not uh, too keen on Harry Potter. I mean, it's fine. I tried reading them. They didn't hold my interest, but I admire and respect the heck out of them. Yeah because of the response from kids i mean i was 12 when the first one came out and um i read like you know as they came out Mm. um so i was like at barnes and noble at midnight when each one came out to get get my copy kind of wow you were one of those waiting outside (laughs) oh man that's intense (laughs) i was (laughs) had to do it um but uh yeah yeah, the next thing that I had was there's this new series, What If, um, in Disney, which is something that you, I'm sure you're not that 
a fan of the the whole Avengers kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> so oh, no. after they came out with uh, Loki, the Loki series, they, which I've um, heard is incredible. It is pretty amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And uh, so they this whole idea of the multiverse and like there's different parallel universe and all that. I think they're deciding that they're going to monetize on that instead of keep, uh, continuing to make superhero movies. I think they're just putting in these different scenarios and coming up with episodes of like what if this character was actually this character blah 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 and so yeah and so they've come up with a couple different um concepts like the i don't know how how much you're into it but like the star lord do you know who star lord is right no, Come on, no, Guardians no. of the Galaxy, the main guy. I, this I'm, is a cult, pop culture black hole. Oh yeah, I, I, gosh, big time, big mm. time. Well, it's you know Black Panther. Pro football. Come on, you know oh, Black Panther. Come on. I I've never seen Black Panther either, but I do oh, okay. know the character. I okay. Yeah, well, I love oh, that. My God, actor. Um, yeah. I admire, and I'm sorry about his death and all. Yeah, you know, here's here's where sad. here's my take on Marvel. At this point, I know it's probably me being a stick in the mud because <laughs> nothing is this popular and this, um, you know, with the same kind of people that I know and trust mm-hmm. that isn't good. Yeah, you know, you know. So I know it's good. Um, I, I just don't feel anything for superhero stories. Yeah. Well, they're formulaic. And like and, I always say about mystery thriller, th- thrillers, they're formulaic, you know, yeah. almost what's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, when it's coming, when it's yeah. coming. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. It's not I my get thing. But, well, I don't uh, like the aesthetics of it either. I don't find it, it pleasing visually. <laughs> noisy you don't it's, like all the full saturated colors it's not, for the no. kids actually that's what i for the kids that's what i've seen it's like <laughs> that's why all the all the uh costumes and everything is all saturated colors yeah it's for the kids i, I like that well um, and we watched a few episodes of wandavision and i was as i was watching it i was acknowledging that this is very good this is very very good i just don't know what's happening so i need to stop watching this yeah i agree I think okay. I think they got some really good writers. I, th- I guess that's where I was trying to get to. I think mm-hmm. uh, this whole multiverse um, thing that they have going on now. I don't know if they're gonna keep pushing it, um, but it, it's probably going to open up avenues to come up with other side stories because that's yeah. pretty much well, now. They- this okay. multiverse. What do you mean by that? I mean. Is that um, like um, bleeding in and out of parallel lives? So, um, like, life is like one line, and a multiverse is these uh, extensions that, that that these forks that that's branch off that line, um, and and are like maybe the same world, but maybe one action caused everything else to change, and so it changes from that point on, and so that's like a branch from a from another for another universe and they're Um, infinite branches there can be there can can be be. yeah if i'm sitting here in my sort of dining area in this same physical space there could be an infinite number of other lives happening at the same time yeah yeah and they kind of yeah i just read that book the midnight library by matt Haig, which is about that yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i think it's a cool book yeah quantum mechanics these 
you know, the electron forward and backward time and all that. When these scientists in physics start talking about that stuff, it takes a while to bleed into the pop culture. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing that now. These mm -hmm. physics discoveries that have been around pretty much for 100 years are starting to bleed in now to that yeah. kind of thinking. I think it's hard to like translate, like especially for artists who are more like visual thinkers. I think that it's hard to translate mathematical uh, concepts in some ways. Like for us, everything has to be like you. You need to see it, I guess, or at least I'm speaking for myself. Then, like, see it to understand. I just it. don't. I just don't understand mathematical <laughs> concepts, <laughs> like addition. You know, like it's a one it's a struggle plus... for me. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. I think that's we should cool. give Marble another shot. I, I know I should, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I'll just be honest. Good intentions. Okay. All yeah, right. That's all I got. Okay. Are we um, too? We're listening now. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I talked about podcast stuff last time, so I am going to talk about music. And I was a little stumped because I've been listening to a lot of music, but nothing stuck out and so I realized I've been kind of rotating very heavily on only five songs and I was able to identify the songs and so I put them into a little mini playlist and I'll have a link in the show oh, notes um, okay. of these five songs but one is a Janelle Monet song uh, one is a Billie Eilish song one is a Glass Animals song Lord her new single and then I think there's one other one by uh, oh, a group, Mr. Wives. Yeah, a group, a group called the Mr. Wives. Yeah. And um, they're just I realized when I was listening to them this morning, they're kind of all the same. And I'm really into it's usually a female singer. Electronic, but not pop, but not um, very mellow kind of. <laughs> It, it makes me feel just like cool. It's like a, just a vibe. Of, cool and relaxed. Yeah. And that's oh, kind of what these songs are. Okay. Um, and I've, I, I, that they're kind of the only songs I've been listening to like on repeat. Yeah. I, I always do that, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Elmer. Cause I have nothing. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't no, have a are, lot else I was to say. say. Are you, do you, do you listen to mostly female artists? I do. Okay. I actually was going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was curious. Mostly, mostly female writers. Too. I do. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that for any chosen reason or just out of like. It's completely subconscious. Okay. I don't realize it or, but yeah, I just, I, I love female singers. Like I only prime. That's kind of all I listen to. Yeah. I do listen to some Bruce Springsteen occasionally lately. Mm -hmm. I've kind mm -hmm. of decided that I've missed out on him. Yes, I agree with that. Like it, I, it was never yeah. something I listened to. And so I will listen to his stuff lately. Um, but yeah. Do uh, women singers have a more intense lyric? Do you think their lyrics are more I don't personal? care about lyrics at all when I listen to music. Really? Okay. Mm -mm. No. Okay, no. it's all the, the beat and the... It's the chord. melody, the beat, the... Yeah, the hook. Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't have a ton else to say. I, I, I'm into these kind of like Lord. I have been listening to Billie Eilish. I will say, um, kind of Gen Z yeah. female singers. Yeah. Well, your ultimate that. Maggie Rogers was at the 
Chanel <sighs> Paris show sitting in oh. the front row. Oh my God. Some other people. And I go, oh my gosh, she's at Chanel. Oh, I, well, that's the ultimate, you know, we talked about it last time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than that album. She's awesome. Ooh. It doesn't. It just, it doesn't. Have you, have you listened to Maggie Rogers Elmer? No, I have not. Oh, wait, did you put one of her songs on our runner playlist? Probably. Okay. I mean, I, I might have. Yeah. I, I, I know I would every be surprised time, if I didn't. Every time there's like a slow, cool song, I'm pretty sure you were the one who added it. <laughs> there's a few yeah. on there that are like, man, I like this. I can really yeah. get into. Yeah. That's a crazy playlist. We maybe have, we'll have to put the link to that playlist as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, got, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like that. It's a, yeah. a lot of editors there. That. Yeah, but that's all. Well, Elmer, that's actually yeah, that's actually how I discovered Genesis because I actually <gasps> did not know about Genesis. I've, I, I'm I have heard their songs, but I never listened to a full album or anything. So, mm. um, and then I was like, this this voice sounds so familiar. Like, where have I heard this before? <laughs> and so then I kept I kept bringing like I kept getting these like visions of like Tarzan. I was like, mm-hmm. why does yep. this? And so then yep. I looked up the Tarzan soundtrack. It's and all I was like, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I gosh! Like, I don't think I knew that. It's oh, like yeah. all Phil Collins. And I was well, like, and there's this a makes hilarious so TikTok video. I put it into my stories a long time ago, but of it says, you know, it has text on the video and it says, um, you know, Disney create a soundtrack for Tarzan. And then it cuts to Phil, like a, a guy playing a piano that's just engulfed in flames. <laughs> and like, they were like, Phil Collins just went so hard on the Tarzan soundtrack. Because <laughs> it is like intense. It is pretty like, amazing. Is- <laughs> yeah. And so then after that, I just got yeah. hooked onto listening to Phil Collins. Yesterday, I was just working in the shop and that's all I was listening to all day. It gets kind of, you know, becomes background after a while. I can't but- agree with this wreck more. I <laughs> love Genesis and Phil Collins. Yeah. It's love pretty it. fun. It's well, good music, his, like a uh, good, good music. Like, good, good, really good is. music. Yeah. The old me, you remember the old Miami Vice series, Don Johnson, and they used his music for that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was so atmospheric. It just was Miami and those pinks and blues. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. He's yeah. Just awesome. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Well, and um, I wanted to bring up this question, but if Leah, if you want to go first and then we can talk about this topic, um, that would be well, I yeah, will, that would I'll be come good. Back to you, I'll real quick just say listening has been irritating to me. Every time I try <laughs> to play music right now, I get irritated and I turn it off. So I think I'm into silence as a listening thing right now. I I listen to my own thinking and try to monitor what I'm thinking, especially when I'm working on my artwork. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll hear myself thinking, well, that's stupid, or um, yeah. that isn't going to look good. You know, those judgmental, awful mm-hmm. things you think that kind of run in ticker tape across your forehead. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to wow. kind of eliminate that a little bit, not necessarily be a wonderful person or anything like that. I just don't want to be thinking like that if it's needless and a habit. Yeah. When- when you work on, on your artwork, do you work um, more out of like, like stream of consciousness or do you have like a specific like vision that you're trying to create? Um, 
kind of both. What I find out is I have a vision. And whatever happens, to happens. Enact it, you know, <laughs> and it never, ever goes the way I think it's going to go. Something either doesn't work right mm-hmm. or I don't like it or I get a better idea. Mm-hmm. That all happens in the process of thinking I'm going to do this type of thing. And music just interrupts that flow. I can't listen to it. Yeah. Podcasts are even worse. Yeah. So I'm struggling with podcasts one. right now, I will say. I'm yeah. I'm struggling with them right now. I'm not listening to a lot of podcasts. Right Absolutely. Now. I feel the same too way. Too much talk. Too much. Too much. I'm kind of tired of listening to other people tell me what they think about stuff, which, you know, here we are. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, that's true. Okay, uh, that's all I have to say about listening, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I, uh, this question that, that Elmer has about separating art from the artist, we talked about it last oh, time. Yeah. And um, I, I love talking about it. It's like, it's, I just think it's so interesting because, and especially now with, like, I don't want to use this term, but cancel, cancel culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's mu- even more top of mind, but I just don't think we, you can ever do that, that you can't ever, you know, say this person disappointed me some way. So all of their work is, you know, yeah. over. Yeah. You know, I, um, I think that, that, cause where do you, where do you draw the line there? Yeah. Are you talking felony type stuff? Well, that's we exactly talking, what I mean. All, like all of the um, above, I think. All, anything, yeah. that's... All of, or just being in a bad mood or not wanting to be a big fan supporter or not wanting to be on talk shows like Elena Ferrante. I mean, you can't, there's a degree in there. Beethoven was always in a foul humor, but oh my God, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, but committing felonies or... What comes to mind for me is like, if I find out someone believes something I find egregious, you know, like holds a moral belief that I disagree with Mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. Like, do you support somebody uh, that, that you disagree with on such fundamental things? Do you support their work? Do you have one in mind or? Um, What are you? So, so what you're saying is that you, you will choose to not even acknowledge their work. I don't, don't personally, like but I feel like that that might be a tendency right now mm-hmm. to say, okay, this person is, you know, say believes this this or you know, oh, me too it falls into this a lot. Mm-hmm. That person is no longer, you know, um, trying to think. I can't think of an example right now. Well, um, I would wait. I would wager, and I would predict that there aren't many examples. Yeah, because I think a person is their art. And if you're really a dark personality capable of really dark action, we're not going to like their art. I trust myself that that comes through Mm -hmm. in the work. And so it's hard to think an example because we don't like their stuff. So we've never, you know, that's my thought anyway. I don't think you can separate the, the personality certainly as writers. Well, what about the, the other way around? What um, about if the work is very light and beautiful and like really well executed, but the person is um, a, a killer? That's a, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a perfect example. Um, Hitler, oh, okay. 
Hitler yeah. was like a really amazing painter. And was he though? Yeah. You think? Was yeah. He though? Uh, you can look up some of his paintings. He's yeah. a very good painter. Yeah. Well, I've seen. I, well, I'll pull. Is- I'll pull a picture that I saw. At least the one I saw was good. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to. Pers- yeah. I've never I, looked at his artwork. Come to think of it. Yeah. I've but looked at it a few times. Not, you know, but, like. But when I. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say what I've seen. I didn't necessarily love. But I don't know if it's because it wasn't good or because it just wasn't something I like. Yeah, you know, I think it's so it's subjective that I don't know. Very generic, I think. Yeah. Um, but then there's a lot of there's so many novelists I can think of that are probably oh, just terrible yeah. people. I mean, like Jack Kerouac. <laughs> I mean, why were we reading that in school? Exactly. But see, is <laughs> is it good though? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I never think- got the point of on the road. All I, all I got was drinking drugs and sex. And is that like I, I grew up in the neighborhood where that's that was like my everyday life. Like I saw yeah. like <laughs> all these messed up things and I knew about them. And like and so yeah. to me, the the book didn't really have any shock. It was like, like for for kids that grew up very sheltered to read it and feel very, like they were, you know, like very they were living the, kids. Yeah, privilege. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so it doesn't hold up. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of examples. That well, I, I mentioned this last episode, but to me, the ultimate example is Michael Jackson. Um, he is clearly a troubled person that is not that has a very controversial personal life and. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but his music is some of the best I've ever heard in my entire life. And the genius, always, no question, I think. But was it him or was it Quincy Jones or, you know, you, you, there's so many people involved at that mm-hmm. point that you can't really say it's him. Um, yeah. But, but you no. know, he, he is the best example I can think of, of somebody that I feel truly conflicted about because he is such a bizarre person that supposedly has hurt a lot of people but his art is so so fundamental i mean that's a tough one i i don't think of him as a as a criminal or anything and there's a really interesting interview with macaulay culkin on some podcast i listened to all that he talks about him and um he said that what he the impression he got when he was, you know, best friends with Michael Jackson and at the ranch all the time was that he truly wanted to be a kid. He was a kid in his mind, a child in his he mind. He was mentally off. He was mentally you know? off. And and so, you know, that doesn't excuse anything he's supposedly done. Does it? Um, no. It, it, no. Excuse- I mean, because he has been, I think he was convicted, wasn't he? Or no? I can't remember. It was all weird. It was all weird. The people so, that were around him were weird. Everything was weird about it. I, I don't think we can judge that. It's like Afghanistan. I don't know what happened in <laughs> Afghanistan. You know, yes. I wasn't over there. And yeah. so, but I do know that he's a genius at what he does. And mm-hmm. that Billy Jean was all him. And mm-hmm. there's been nothing like it for a long mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. these creative artists, by their very nature, They're troubled. Are I mean, be, are troubled. Yeah. Because they are in their head so much that it it kind of makes them hard to exist in society, I think. And they yeah. can't follow the rules. It's 
Yep. They're subject to I, I would agree 100% with that. I think being an artist comes with, if you're not ready for it, it comes with a, a level of like you having to analyze a lot about yourself and your experiences that to, to be able to put that out into the world as your art that it, it, I don't know, it seems very personal. And then you're sharing, I don't know, maybe the world that we live in now, we share everything online. So it's not that intense, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Like spending a lot of time in your head can, can maybe affect. I was thinking mm -hmm. Charlton Heston. I detest everything he ever, <laughs> you know, I Clint don't Eastwood. like Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood um, but, you know, there were some, some of their work I enjoyed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you just have to kind of suspend belief in their real person when they're playing a character. So what, what I'm noticing is that the pattern, uh, like if you have a, a, a group of people around you that can like make, keep you looking good in the eye of the, you know, the, the listener or the, uh, the viewer, um, then you seem to still be relevant. But if you are an artist who does something extreme and you don't have anybody backing you up or on your side, or then, then you become like, a, a misfit a, a, you know a mm -hmm. cast away from like the the world of art in any way music or art itself um i mean i'm thinking like kanye west and all these yeah. like pop artists that they'll do these really i don't know they'll act like bullies essentially like mm -hmm. they'll like insult another artist or something and it's all part of their plan before they release an album just to right. get some news press yeah. um and i mean even lil nas x like all the stuff he's mm -hmm. doing now before his album release i think yeah all these things but you have a following and you have a pretty big following so most people are just not going to care um so i think it it has to do with i guess you know your choice like you you can decide i guess yeah yeah <laughs> That's where it's always kind of ended every time I've had this conversation is like, well, you, you have to draw that line for yourself. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying no. so hard. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, um, we've been talking about men, but women, women artists for the last three or 400 years, try to live a life like Ogan. They get shut down pretty hard mm -hmm. and they're misfits. You know, they're, they never, quite reach an attainment or anything. Even Jane Austen got yelled at by her own family. I mean, and so you, does, is she a misfit or just a supremely talented genius that had to go ahead and do it? Or her family would say she was a total renegade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I don't think Connie West's music's going to be here in 50 years or 200. That's the key. You know, will mm -hmm. their stuff be here? Will the Beatles be here? They were yeah. pretty decent people. Their music's yeah. still here. Yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, I think that's the answer. Will they yeah. have a product later on? Mm -hmm. We may never find that out. Very interesting. Think, yeah. In the world that we live in now, I think everything, nothing has to be crafted to last long. No at all like artwork is no longer you know like wow, renaissance painters i feel like renaissance huh. painters would make their use the best canvas or whatever best oil paint so that they knew varnishes and all that so that things would last a long time and during my time in art school like that was not and i was like don't i want to use really good high quality paints and they're like no like modern art it's not about really? living you know keeping things 
uh, lasting forever. So you hmm. can just remake them, you know, and like it's about your concept. And oh I don't know, I never gosh. believed in that. I always believed mm-hmm. that like you have to be good at your craft. But yeah, yeah. what I I'm got is like, that, you just got to be was... good at a concept and somebody else can make it. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying now. Yeah. Like to yeah. Huli. He comes up with the idea. But well, and and people. I think of that that artist that our family has a weird fascination with, Patricia Piscini. Do you know her? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, don't my, God. Uh, oh don't, my God. Oh, my God. Get ready. Get, get your oh, seatbelt. Yes. Buckle it up. Uh, yeah. The last name is. Oh, Pete. I love her. I love yes. her work. Yes. I love her work. Yes. So <laughs> we, we love her yeah. as a family. Like we have like a thing with her. But the thing is, is I, I was reading about her process. And I mean, she has a massive facility and a team that builds these sculptures. And I will put a link in the show notes, but everyone listening, be warned before you click on it is all I'm yes, saying. I mean, this, she has a um, vision, all right. You will she have does. nightmares yeah, if yeah, it's, you are it's not rough. ready. <laughs> uh, it's, you got to be ready. But so she doesn't actually create these. You know, I mean, she sketches. I'm sure she comes up with the concept, but like she does not make them. Mm-hmm. And so where, exactly like where is that? developed one like, i guess that also talks about like when actually like do you separate the art from the artist because yeah, the exactly. artist is not making the work exactly so, yeah. And, yeah um who's the artist that does those tea towels i had an obsession with for uh, patience brewster patience brewster um <laughs> is an example of someone who goes commercial i mean yeah and that's yeah. what maybe it sounds like porcini has done I, I, no, so. no, she's I think still she's high more art. Collections, yeah, she, I think she's more into but collections. She has just like a a team that constructs, like the physical construction of the one hair and follicle in it. Yeah, time. it's like she has a whole team that creates them. I feel so sorry for anyone who's clicked that link. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, moving on. Right. <laughs> so we got to do our experiences, our doing. Um, mine is a little abstract. I have been sitting poolside. Yes. Love it. Poolside. Okay. This is what we call our afternoons next to the baby pool in the backyard. We are <laughs> poolside. Amazing. So, uh, uh, Simon and Roz will say, are we going to do poolside today? And we go, <laughs> we go out there, we fill up the baby pool and, uh, yeah, it's actually been really, a really great investment. It was $3 and 50 cents at Walmart. Perfect. This is our second summer with it. Perfect. We and, should have uh, a blog for like the cheapest entertainment for kids. And we've, we've switched it up with bubbles and slides and ramps and it's been great. And, uh, dad comes over and hangs out poolside. Mom comes over and hangs out nice. poolside. Sounds awesome. Amanda dropped by to pick up that baby gate and she got to see poolside um it's great life lifesaver i'd it, say it really has yeah. been um but but going along with my first recommendation on the homeschooling books my kids are finally old enough this summer to actually play on their own you know and and pretty much it's doable now to take them places if we go anywhere or mm-hmm. they're not in diapers we can go out there they can play Mm-hmm. Not putting things in their mouth. They're, you know, yeah. they're viable. I yeah. feel like it's finally getting there. We're finally yeah. getting there. They, they're 17 months apart. So it's okay. just been a really long few years. How old is um, your youngest? Three. Three. So they're four and three. Nice. 
Yeah. Very nice children. Elmer. We're getting there. So it's been, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> I mean, literally that's what we've been doing. That sounds pretty fun. All right. I mean, that's a good summer right there. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> you want to go or you want me to? Um, I can, I can go ahead. So, um, my, my experience, I've never done this before, but, uh, I went tubing and, oh. um, the, yes. uh, Amanda's family has a, a lake house and they have a boat. And so we went out on this. Where was um, it? This is Where? in rough, Re- rough, rough river lake. Rough river. So, which makes rough no river sense. Lake. Rough yeah. river lake. Yeah. <laughs> I never it's like understood Bear, that. Bear Creek Aquatic. Bear Creek Aquatic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah everyone's like is it is it a lake (laughs) is it a lake or is it a river i don't know i can't tell you um but yeah it was uh i my idea of it was terrifying i thought it was going to be really like i was going to be holding for for dear life and like i was going to fly off immediately but it was fun and i went uh my nephews were there and so (laughs) they they love that i'm there because when they're flying off i just grab them and pull them back in (laughs) and they love that they can last a little longer but so were you being pulled by a boat yes so i'm on a i'm on a floating tube okay gotcha you know inflatable tube it's very bouncy very yeah yeah and so you gotta try to control there's not much control you have over like you just gotta lean towards one side if you see the waves i've never done that it, I haven't either. We should, we should mm-hmm. do it sometime. <laughs> it's terrifying. I'd be up for it. Yeah. I um. So the 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 bad side of it is that um, the next day, the next two days, you're gonna be so sore because mm. you like you're holding on for dear life. Like yeah. and your muscles are being like worked so hard. So the, the next two days, I could barely move. So, but it was fun. <laughs> it was definitely an experience. Nice. Good. All right. Nice. Nice. Um, I've been driving. I have dogs and I take them for joy rides, Elmer, because they love the windows <laughs> down, especially Scout. And we just drive. And so we go out Farnsley Road to Georgetown. We go out all these roads, which is fine. But what I've really been doing is using old 62 and coming up the knobs, avoiding 64 altogether. And I have to go to New Albany a couple times a week. So I've loved taking the roads that are windy going up and down the knobs, the old 62, old West Vincennes and Quarry Road, which sits up on top and winds around. And I've, I've loved that. And since I can't stand and listen to music, it's all very silent and kind of meditative. I've enjoyed that. So I've, that was about the only thing new I've been doing other than intense artwork, which yeah. I can't talk about because I think it's boring. Mm-hmm. But uh I yeah, I, I need it. to. I need to uh, come up with some work to uh, display at the uh, mini gallery oh, there. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. I we change out tomorrow, and I have a piece, but nothing planned after that. So keep that See, in mind. Every two weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. I have um, I have a lot of paperwork, so I don't know how they would do. Out it's there. very airtight in there, but the sun could hurt them. Yeah. So. But, um, I, mm-hmm. I might look through some of the stuff I have and if it's still relevant to who I am now. I have a lot of old art. <laughs> Remember, you see it in a certain way, but no one else does. Yeah. You know, that's true. It'll yeah. be fine for the outsiders. That's important for everything. It. Yes. Yeah. You don't see it realistically. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Nice. Love to have it. Well, um, 
I, I'm intrigued by what we ha all have down for our eating. Um, I always find this to be fun, this little last segment on eating. Yeah, it, it's going to um, be pretty fun because, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Do you want mine, mine is a homemade Crunchwrap Supreme. So crunch wrap I, I've never had a real homemade crunch wrap or a real crunch wrap Supreme, but apparently known, there was a crunch wrap. It's Supreme. a thing at Taco Bell. Oh. So, so I, someone I follow a, a food blogger said, you know, was showing how she makes homemade crunch wrap Supremes. And I just thought, oh, wow, that looks really good. So apparently it's a thing on the internet. There's a lot of recipes. So and I, is this a hard you, shell taco you with take soft a shell? big soft shell flour tortilla like a burrito size like eight inch 12 inch 10 inch i'm assuming probably 10 okay 10 or 8 maybe you put refried beans on that okay you put a tostada on top a round tostada on top so it's only a smaller circle in the middle concentric concentric yeah. circles yeah okay. then on top of that you put beans and if you do meat taco meat and then like you put your beans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then you put your cheese and your lettuce and your salsa and your avocado, and you fold the soft part around to to completely cover the the hard part, and then you griddle that on in a cast iron skillet, and you get it real crunchy, and then you cut it in half, and you have this perfectly wrapped up soft taco with a crispy taco inside. Oh my gosh. And it's really good. Delicious. It's very good. <laughs> Do uh, onions come into play somewhere if, there? If you if you fancy them, I mean, yeah, put them in. Amanda, if you're listening to this episode, yeah, this yeah. is the next thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been making those, and they're easy to eat. You know, it's all right Much there. Easier than a taco. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I can't recommend it high enough. Delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting hungry just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's what we've been eating. Well. I learned, uh, I heard about this thing called the hot brown ever since I moved oh. to Indiana mm -hmm. and, um, and I hadn't tried it. I've been here for three years or so. And, uh, I tried it last weekend for mm. the first time. No, it was Wednesday for the first time ever. And we went to red Yeti. I've been there. It's a really, mm -hmm. yep. it's one of the nicer places down there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I loved it. Yeah, it was amazing, and it was—it's probably not good for you, but it was no. so good. Good yeah. gravy, good gravy on it. Oh yeah, and it's oh. kind of Thanksgiving-y, isn't it? Kind it's of like is a, that. It's like all the Thanksgiving things in one meal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so really good. Potatoes are on the side, or are they in it somehow or other? Potatoes, mashed like potatoes. mashed potatoes with a hot brown. I always think of it. Me oh, too. I, I didn't see any potatoes on there. I think there was just the bread gravy. Uh, and the I had it with turkey and bacon. I think they come on the side and a lot. Tomato and in like the traditional places. Uh, and yeah, I don't think this was a traditional one. I think mm -hmm. this it was slightly deconstructed, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So Yum. if anybody wants to, uh, you mm -hmm. know, go to Jeffersonville, go to Red Yeti, mm -hmm. try it out. Mm -hmm. But um, the other thing I wanted to recommend uh, was actually uh, Rancho Alegre's tacos. Have you guys been out there? So I saw this on on your outline and I went, oh, no, I'm going to hear it from Andrew. Why? Because he loves it. He loves it. I liked it. We went once years ago mm -hmm. and I liked it. 
I thought it's, it was in great. Drive. Is it in the bowling alley? It's in the, by the Salvation it, Army area. Oh, yeah. It's by yeah. by Gun World and, and yeah. that's the yeah. old bowling alley. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so we went one time when we had first moved back here and we liked it. Like I was totally, yeah, this is great. And he yells at me that I never let him go there now. It's like this re- reoccurring thing. And I tell him, go there. Like we can go anytime. Andrew, I'll call you when I'm going. So I saw this and I was like, oh, I'm going to hear it big time because yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. Well, yeah. it's a weird location. So you're mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable, but of yeah. course you get over that. You yeah. definitely, but- you know, the first time I went, you definitely, and me for someone who speaks Spanish, yeah. like, it was a little like, you know, it's a very closed it's intimate uh, in there yeah yeah mm-hmm. and but after like the first time i didn't even speak spanish to them because i was just kind of weirded out but <laughs> the second time i went uh i i spoke spanish to them and they seem it almost like opens up like the whole passage yeah. of like you know not now you're welcome here like you feel comfortable being there and so it was fun we said they would be interesting to maybe have on the show sometime yeah I, maybe oh, I'll, absolutely I'll try to, uh, i was intimidated in there the, yeah. the time i went I um, definitely think that that's, but that was my problem, not theirs, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely our problem that we need to get over because it's when, good. When all of COVID is said and done, if it's ever done, we'll do a blue dot, like party dinner party. Yeah. At, oh, at that Rachel would be cool. Laker. That <laughs> would be really cool. <laughs> that would be so weirded out. I was like, what is that? Why, why are all these people here? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's great. Well, That's and my great. last thing was I have this new addiction to Nutty Buddy. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you just opened up oh. a big kettle of fish. I can't. We are not little Debbie people. We are hosts. Really? People. Oh, we are hosts. Kayla, yeah. Kayla is little Debbie. And you're I'm either serious. little Debbie or hostess. You're either Pepsi or Coke. You're either Miracle well, or Mayonnaise. Like, you know, this is where we are. Hostess didn't Aren't do correct. it for me. <laughs> that's, that's where we draw the line Graylin. that's a yeah. <laughs> little that's Debbie a person bar. i can live with that Very well I, I will say that the nutty buddy i is kind of an outlier because there isn't a hostess equivalent oh true yeah it's not like it's a ho-ho to a swiss cake roll or yeah. you know that yeah, kind of yeah. thing like it's there isn't a, a hostess version so yeah. I can so, I can grant you the nutty buddy. Okay, buddy. Right. sounds good. A, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wink, wink there. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. I first had one in high school because we weren't allowed to have little Debbie anything my whole childhood. Like, <laughs> no, it was not an option to have anything little Debbie. And so when I went to school and um, they had him in the cafeteria, I gave him a try, and I was like, wow, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I I I have a really bad obsession, like, and I think it has to do with uh, you know, when I'm like tired or slightly hungry or something like i just buy a whole box of them and i like i'll, Peel I'll the, finish peeling the layers uh, no not even oh. i just like devour the whole thing i'm oh. like a monster i understand that i do that is. with ho-hos you know yeah. a whole box of ho-hos oh yeah. my i buy a six-pack and it's gone the same day i buy it like, i can't <laughs> help it <laughs> i admire that i admire that we need more of that these yeah. days <laughs> oh yeah uh, well my only eating is uh something i've had to give up in the last few days, what? Steve and I got on a toot with the spillions that we'd get halfway through every episode and then go make a soda and eat the soda for the last half while these people were so horrible. <laughs> and it's country classic vanilla private selection has to be that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you classic put country most, vanilla. Yeah. 
you put mostly ice cream in a tall glass. You need a teaspoon for iced tea, okay? Long, mm -hmm. narrow. And then you pour, I think, cherry Pepsi. Steve goes with Coke. Mm. And you eat this wonderful soda. Oh, the problem yeah. is it makes you sick about six hours later, about it does. <laughs> it yeah. does. Yeah. I think it's a lactose thing, maybe. I find that well, Coke floats are so good, but they're rich. Like they really hit you. Thanks like, to sugars. I yeah. well, yeah. I mean, everything about it's ridiculous. And then you go to bed and it's awful. Yeah. yeah. So I've I had to. I will say that, that I do, I do, I co-sign the classic uh, country vanilla or oh, yes. country classic Private selection. It's country definitely the classic best. vanilla. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to try it out. It's like yellow versus like white, you know, it's got very a yellow, creamy. yellow color. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 It's, it's creamy. It's, it's creamy. very good. It's very good. <laughs> Usually out of it. By the way, we endorse those Robin, red Robin onion rings. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They're never in stock at Walmart now. It's like They're me always, and the a big hole, big hole. Uh -huh. Is that what uh, the uh, podcast did? The podcast it's what the po yeah, the podcast just cleaned <laughs> them out. Everyone the started grabbing them. Out. That's me and the Elixia brand tater tots at JC. Oh yeah, they yeah. they won't give them to me, and they're the best tater tots you can buy. There oh, you go. I tell you. All right. Eat them when you got them. That's well, what you're I had I I just remembered the. The Starbucks. I actually uh, stopped by the new Starbucks. We haven't reported day. out on the Starbucks yet. I've been yeah. as well. Yeah. What do you think? Their cold brew machine was broken. When I was there. <laughs> oh oh no. my gosh. Okay. I wow. do not approve. Oh no. But it's not their fault. I think they were just, you know, the kinks of Everything's a new. Getting yeah. Fixed. Yeah. So we. I had a nice latte. It was great. Nice, nice. Oh, I haven't been yet. I'm ashamed to say. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say this the service was pretty good. All right. All oh, right. It's been fun. I this was good. I think this was good. I'm I'm coming into my favorite quarter of the year. So I'll have a lot to say next time. All right. Too. It's gonna be the holiday. Are we gonna finish the uh season? <gasps> we'll have to do with best the... of the year. Yeah, we can finish the season with our oh, yeah, wouldn't that be later. fun? Yeah, okay. yes, because okay. uh, those of you out there listening, uh, we are gonna take a break through like November, December, January, I think. Maybe yeah, I maybe so. we'll adjust that depending on when the baby is here. So yeah. Yeah. That's oh, a factor. yeah. Baby's yeah. due in January. Yeah. So I, we'll, I don't think we'll, I mentioned that. <laughs> yes. We'll keep keep you all posted, but we are going to take a little bit of a break. Yep. And I might I might come on and do shorter episodes just updating on local news or something, but that there Sounds won't be. Good. Just keep your oar in the water a little bit. Yeah. No yeah. interview shows or anything like that. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk to you again. later. This was fun. Well, as always, uh, Give us a call, leave us a voicemail on at 502-653-9157. You can visit us at blue.hc.com and feel free to subscribe and share this podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast. Yeah, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we are blue.harrison county on Instagram. And if you search blue.harrison county on Facebook, we will be there. And we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye.